the fact that there was this closed opportunity or this this change or this shift, but yet um, right now the priority is 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 people's um, health, people's um, comfort. The fact that I have a a roof over my head, the fact that I have a, a family that's um, healthy that I'm able to 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 be with, uh, the fact that. Um, for most of these couples, yes, it, it it is a pause or a postponement on their wedding, but they they will have an opportunity to to revisit that that moment again. Um, so that's where I see it as is just you know they're they're um, it's a challenging time right now, but but the joy is is yet to come. The there there's still um, a lot that we can celebrate kind of as we get out of this this pandemic or the, this moment. All right, welcome to the High Performance Happiness Podcast. This is Brian Sharp, your host. For those of you that are coming back, welcome back. And for those of you that might be checking this out for the first time, we're glad you are here. Uh, My background as a lifelong entrepreneur and business builder, this is the stuff I've been working on and uh, couldn't find the podcast for, to be honest. So what do they say? You just make it, right? So uh, this is something we're dedicating to other entrepreneurs, executives, high performers that want to achieve better results, but also live better lives or put very simply, help high performers balance uh, health or happiness and high performance. So we talk about the good stuff and the hard stuff, beating burnout and managing stress to how do you scale a business, but also maintain self-care Um, try and reach out to folks that are doing this in the trenches, folks that are building businesses and leading teams and also have a home life. (laughs) And so we want to understand what are the strategies, the tools that they, they employ to, to try and find that balance for themselves. And so uh, we share those stories, those examples, those resources here through these interviews. And uh, you know, so I believe there's a path, there is a path to balancing high performance and happiness we explore here together. We're learning here together. And uh, wherever you're at on that journey, we are glad you're here. And tonight, I'm excited to, to bring someone uh, to the show to talk. I think we're going to go a lot of places tonight. I'm excited about this. So I, before I go anywhere, Rachel Wiggins, I want to say welcome and thank you for being on. It's great to see you. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Yes, we, we've uh, we've reconnected. See, the, there's a lot of things about social media, but one of the good things is like those folks are like, oh, yes. So we've been reconnected via social media, and it's been awesome to watch her journey. I want to give a little bit of context because I think she's super humble and she won't talk about any of this stuff, so I'm going to go ahead and do it for her. I'm trying to embarrass her a little <laughs> bit out of the gate. but um, So her, her education and job experience led her to her passion for event planning and consulting. So she's the owner of Kane Event Planning has been for over over 14 years. Do I have that right? Yeah. yeah. That's impressive. Uh, so that's a wedding and event planning firm. She's also the wedding director for the Old Sugar Mill in Clarksburg, California. She's a graduate of University of Redlands back in 2002 and uh, has a degree in liberal arts from there. She also has an MBA in resource uh, human resource management from National University. Uh, and resides in Elk Grove, California. So for our friends that are around the country, around the world, that's in Northern California, just outside Sacramento. Most importantly, she resides there with her hubby and uh, three boys. 
What, what ages do we got in the house there? Oh, good Lord. Age 17, <laughs> age 10, and age 7. So we should just do the whole podcast about that, right? Like yes. That, you've got the whole, <laughs> look at it right there. We should get wine out. We are ready to go. Right, right. <laughs> so, and, but one of the, so she has this, and I'm going to put it in the show notes if she'll let me, but she's got this amazing list of awards as an event planner, consultant, and just done amazing work. She's a rock star in our area. Beyond that, the one award that really stands out to me is in 2012 was recipient of the Exceptional Women of Color Award for the category. And get this category. Imagine winning the award for this. Exceptional Career Mom. And I want to go there. I think there's a lot to, to dig into there because that's one of the things I really admire about you. So first, congratulations on everything that you have achieved to this point and what you have built, what you are building your family, and also your career, and the accolades that have gone with that. Um, if you read the, the, what people say about you, it just it's always consistent about your values and getting stuff done and just a pleasure to work with. So congratulations on all of that. And I would say on top of that, having done it with such grace, that's the word I would use for you. Like when I watch yeah. and listen to you, it's, it's, uh, it's someone that really is inspiring and thoughtful. So, so congratulations and thank you for being here. Really glad to have you. Yeah, thank you so much. I, I again greatly appreciate it. Um, you hit um, a, a word that I'm I have actually took in ownership of for my uh, 2021 word of the year, which is grace. So, so thank okay. you for uh, thank you for for connecting that with me. I, so, what is so what does that mean for you? So, when you I like how you you put that, and I just wrote a little post about for next year. So, as of this recording, we're wrapping up 2020. Mm-hmm. What a year, right? We'll go yeah. over there probably a little bit. But so as you're thinking forward and you have a word, what does that mean to you? Like, how do you, how do you work that in? Right. Every year I choose a word of the year at the beginning um, of the year or, or um, as we're wrapping up uh, the, the previous year. Last year or for the current year of 2020, the word was bold. Um, okay. I pick a word. I just kind of let it come to me. And then I just try to at some point figure out what exactly it meant or, or where it's going to lead me. So, so I don't necessarily pick it out with any major um, endeavor that I'm trying to achieve, okay. but um, every year, by the end of the year, I, I find that word has completely had ended up with a lot of value and meaning to me. Hmm. What is, that's so crazy that that's the same word. So uh, you're certainly living it already in my mind. So what does grace mean to you as you think about it? Or what are you working on towards that next year? Um, grace to me is giving giving other people more grace with just interactions, um, relationships, um, how, how you're kind of interacting with each other. Um, but also it means to me giving grace to myself, uh, mm. which means, um, I I'm, I'm my biggest, you know, critic. I'm the person that pushes myself the hardest. I'm the person that takes it the hardest when, um, when I fail or don't quite accomplish what I, what I set out to do. So, um, grace has just kind of felt, felt like it, it's about, um, just allowing yourself to have grace, giving grace to others, mm. um, and really kind of transitioning out of this this 2020 uh, year. 
I love how you put that. And I want to come back later in the conversation about grace to yourself, because so first I want to say what you just described, the good news is the people listening, we're all in the same bucket. Like we have the same, we're beat ourselves up, we're our own worst critic, hold that high bar. That's the one thing I love about this audience that I'm connecting with those people um, who are a little wired different, I guess, like we yeah. are. <laughs> so, Cause there's Absolutely. always a group you go to and they're like, you're crazy. And the other group's like, yeah, I totally get that. You know, and we're in the totally get that group. So that's good. Right. I right. love, I love the word of the year. I'm stealing that. Okay. We're off to a good start. So I, I love to ask people about the roles they have in their life, because I think mm-hmm. as a high performer, we tend to wear a lot of hats by design uh, in our business, but even outside the business. So for you, you're, you're an entrepreneur and an executive and you run a business, I run two businesses, really. Uh, you're a mom, very dedicated mom uh, to mm-hmm. wide ranging set of children, right? I mean, was it 10 to 17, right? So, uh, and, and then a a devoted wife. So tell me, how do you think about those different roles? Are are they all connected or do you see them as very different or do you think of yourself in those three roles? Um, I feel like one couldn't exist without the other. Hmm. So, um, part of my journey really with being a, um, entrepreneur was um, after I, I met my my husband. So I had started out where I started a business, got a business license, had did a couple events, um, and I had just met my husband. We were dating. And um, as we were dating in, in, in the get to know you process, he just said, wow, you know, I'm, I'm really impressed with you. You're just, you're doing so many things. You started your own mm-hmm. business, but you're working, you know, full time elsewhere, kind of supporting this dream that you're, you're, um, you're looking to, to really grow. And it was kind of me seeing myself through his eyes that allowed me to push further because he was saying how great I was. And I was like, Oh, I didn't, you know, um, now I need to live up to how great you think I am. <laughs> so then I started, I, I was like, so then I put a little bit more pedal to the metal on, you know, yeah. really exploring this, this yeah. entrepreneurship and growing my business as an event planner. Um, and I just, just through his encouragement and inspiration, it kept pushing me. Hmm. Um, meanwhile, again, I, I still had a, a full-time job. I was working for 40 hours a week um, with, with a comfortable, uh, cushy job. And, um, as in true fashion of what God does, God was like, this is not what you're designed to do. So, um, in his way, cause he knew I wasn't going to leave the job because it was too comfortable. Mm. I got laid off instead. So he pushed me out there and said, okay, wow. Rachel, you, you need to do this. Um, and so there, there I was really, um, trying to grow my, my business and kind of walk in faith. And there was a, it was a weird period of time though, because I got laid off. The first thing you start to do is go, well, I got to find another job. <laughs> so okay. I kept trying to find other jobs. Um, at that time, no one seemed to be hiring or really looking to make moves. So it was like, okay, I, I really need to, um, to focus on trying to grow this business. And so that's, that's kind of where um, the hmm. evolution of it came. Um, my husband and I got uh, married and then shortly after that, we became pregnant. And then that's where I feel like 
the true development of the business came is because it was like, okay, now you, you're going to have a, a child. Now you can't just, uh, you know, sit and be, be comfortable um, with just you and your husband. You're getting ready to, to grow this family. Yeah. And so here you go. And so that was the motivation that it took for me to really get after in my business. Wow. I want to go back to what you said about your husband, because I think a lot of high performance have that happen. They, in fact, I was just chatting with someone about this yesterday. You, you don't always realize what's going on when, and this, so that's a perfect example, right? You got to deal with the kids. You got to run a business. You got to do it. Mom's got the straight arm going on there. I love it. That's, good. <laughs> that's, that's the real world right there. That's, that's it right I there. I love it. I got it. Um, but I want to go back to what you said about your husband, because I think that's something a lot of people can relate to and don't always, when you talk about grace, give yourself a little grace there, the impact you're making, like it took him seeing that in you for you to believe that about yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Does, was, is it still that way for you or, or was that kind of an aha moment for you? Just curious. That was an aha moment for me because I, um, I just, you know, I, I take on multiple things. I've always had multiple jobs. Um, I consider myself, um, in entrepreneur, in the entrepreneurial world, a hustler, um, to to the the best uh, way to define that. (laughs) Um, always kind of, um, I enjoyed having multiple streams of income. So at the time it was like, Oh, well, this is just a multiple, this is just one stream of income. Um, but, it was him kind of saying, Oh, wow, you can really do this, that mm. it was like, yeah, I can. And, and then it made me push to, to make that a career for myself to make okay. that uh, my primary income instead of just one thing on the side. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I want to get into the hustle there a little bit, yeah. but when we're talking about these roles, so entrepreneur, wife, mom, which one is the hardest and why? Hmm. I think definitely being a mom and I think it's because as a parent, you take ownership over all of the things that your, your children do, um, the good, the bad, and sometimes the ugly. (laughs) So, um, when they're doing fantastic, you pat yourself on the back, you're, you're like, yeah. And then When, when they're struggling, you're, you look at it, you look at it and go, where did I go wrong? <laughs> what do I need to do to help? How can I help support them? What, what, how could we step up and what areas do we need to, to, um, to continue to help support them in their growth? So, um, I think that's the, the hardest thing. And yeah. then of course, you know, with three different, three boys, all three completely different personalities, yeah. um, it's like you're you're still learning. You're still learning what what was effective in um, helping one child may not be effective in helping the next one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so each one is different, and you have to find out the motivation required for for each child. That's a great. I like yeah. I like how you put that. I can relate. So we had two boys for us, but our oldest just turned fifteen yesterday, and it's mm-hmm. it's a whole new world now. And you're right. You're always learning, but you do also 
you kind of uh, live through them in some way. You try not to overparent, but you, you, you know, you live with the successes and the challenges and then you're like, I have no idea yeah. what I'm doing. And uh, yeah. okay, good, yeah. good. <laughs> Let alone this year, right? Everyone's looking at you like, should we send our kids to school or should we not? Or what should we do? Or it's crazy. So like, right. I don't have a handbook. Um, right. I'm curious. And one of the reasons I, I, I admire you and I wanted you, the audience to hear your story. So I think it's very relatable is how you've mentioned a few times now, like how you do so much. And I'm, and I'm curious, like, just take us through an average day for, for Rachel. Like, what is it? What would a day look like when you're touching your business? You're being mom, you're being wife, you're, and and we haven't even touched on the fact that you've chosen in my opinion, because I have close friends that are in a similar industry one of the most difficult, challenging industries that has to be on planet Earth with the stress and the pressure and all the craziness that goes on with wedding planning. So I, that's a whole nother layer. But what's a day in the life look like for Rachelle right now? Okay. Um, I'm going to give you two different, uh, two different days in the life. So okay. this pre-corona and then <laughs> <laughs> during corona pandemic. That's fair. <laughs> so that uh, fair. so. Pre, pre-corona would be, um, you know, waking up, um, waking up early. Uh, typically, I would wake up between six and seven um, in the morning. I work okay. out first, then I yeah. help to get my kids up. Um, I, I get the kids up. Um, again, I help because my husband does, does um, assist as well. So we're up, we're making breakfast, we're getting kids dressed, um, doing hair, um, and then getting them off to school. So husband takes him off to school a little while later, I head off to work. Um, so I, I sit in my office. So I'm in the office typically um, seven, eight hours a day. Um, then after after school or after work, um, I pick up the kids and then I'm usually taking them to whatever sporting event they have. Um, mm. Typically, they play all sports. So they do baseball, track, football um, and basketball. So um, we're never not in a sports season. So (laughs) (laughs) I'm picking them up, taking them to a practice. Often um, we'll sit at a practice for about two hours. Um, I do have a little bit of a tag team with my husband. So my husband will meet me at the practice. He'll stay for the duration. I'll head home, start cooking dinner, um, getting things prepared uh, for when they come home. Then the kiddos come home. Um, everybody eats, then we sit down and help with homework, um, showers, um, and then bedtime stories and in, 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 in the bed. Um, that's, that's a typical day. Um, okay. if, if, if I had a wedding, um, typically yeah. I would be, I would do the first part of the day and then I would be at a wedding probably for the next 10 to 12 hours, um, get home about uh, a little after midnight, one o'clock in the morning, and then, um, hop up the next morning and kind of do it all again. (laughs) So, I mean, so if there's a wedding involved, I got to imagine that's an 18 to 20 hour day. Pretty. Oh yeah. 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 Easy. Yeah. Easily. Um, so now that we're in the the pandemic, um, currently it is, uh, still waking up about an hour before kids get up, um, doing my workout, get, getting them up, Hmm. get them fed. Um, and then everybody dressed and then on their zoom calls, uh, by eight o'clock. So um, they're all designated into their different rooms with their yeah. <laughs> their laptops, yeah. listening to teacher instruction, and then um, because there's there's three of them, typically my job is to 
ensure that they're actually sitting down, listening, paying attention to the teacher. Um, they, they do, they, they play a lot. So, so one of them will try to do something to bug or distract the other one. So it's a lot of fun. <laughs> know that one. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of telling them go sit down. A lot of them stay on task. Um, a you, lot of, you know, mom, where's my book? I can't find my book. <laughs> the, the Zoom connection's not working. I need this. I need that. You know, I just want to get some water. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so um, just funneling them to stay focused uh, once uh, they're done with their Zoom, Zoom, then it's lunchtime. And then um, that's where I pick up for the duration of the day. So by uh, sure. usually typically from one to to about four, I'm helping them with their independent work that they're mm. they're doing, um, and then by four or five o'clock, um, dinner preparation. Um, and now, because um, sun goes down so much earlier, yeah. we've, you know, we've lost most of our daylight. But usually, it's trying to go for a walk, or they go out for okay. a bike ride, or you know, just something to kind of try to get all that boy energy out of the house. A lot of a lot of energy in the house. <laughs> so with all of that going, so you're you're a teacher now. We can add that to your your yeah. role, right? And and uh, yard duty and everything, export <laughs> and everything else. Janitor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Well, that's that Lunch goes without lady. saying. I can't imagine. Yeah, the laundry with three kids is insane. But uh, what are there times and with when you're trying to do so much, and then these things get layered on top where you go, I'm out. Like that's something's got to give. Or have you just continued to figure out a way to keep stacking it? Right? How have you reconciled these additional roles? I guess is what I'm asking. Yeah, you know, it's um, it, there, there, there. I can't say there's always this perfect solution to how to handle, <laughs> handle it all. Sure, sure. Um, there's been times where I'm just like, okay, I'm going to go out in the backyard and just take some deep breaths, <laughs> just, gonna, <laughs> just breathe and, and yeah. you know, try to have a moment of Zen. Yeah. Um, there's times where, you know, you, you'll call a, um, a, a girlfriend and just vent with them for a little bit. Um, um, so yeah, just different, different things to try to fuel the, the moment of kind of so, so many undertakings. Yeah. Um, but also looking at it in hindsight, just keep remembering, you know, it's, it's, this is, this is a challenging time. Yes. Mm. But it always could be worse. It could be more difficult. It could be more challenging. And, and I always kind of have to bring it back to like the things that I'm thankful for um, and, and how, how blessed we really are. Hmm. That's good. So it sounds like if I'm hearing you right, part of this is perspective for you. Like that's how you've maintained your sanity because you're still smiling. You got that big, yeah. big smile <laughs> going there. And, and then there's, you also have some relief valves, right? Which we'll get into a little later about self-care because I know fitness is a big part of your life and has been for mm-hmm. a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's good. Where, where does this come from? Like, have you always just done a lot and it's just in your DNA or did it come from a parent, a teacher, a mentor? Where, where does this drive to be a high performer come from for you? Um, I, <laughs> I think it's a little bit of both. Um, okay. I've, as a, as a young person, I've, like I said, I've, I've always had kind of, um, you know, multiple jobs. It was like, okay, I'm a, I'm the babysitter. And then when I got old enough to, 
to have, you know, a little part-time job than it was. I had the part-time job, but I still kept my babysitting job. <laughs> and, uh, and then as it evolved. streams. There we go. I yeah. see you. <laughs> but uh, I, I've always loved being um, independent. I've always really enjoyed um, um, people saying, oh, no, we, we can't have any anyone else. We really want you. We need you to do this job. So, mm. so I've always, uh, you know, really felt loyal to people that um, wanted me specifically to okay. uh, or trusted me to do things for them. Um, so that's where uh, a lot of it's come from. I also kind of attribute a lot of it to my dad. Um, my dad has always had, um, you know, been very refined career person, but um, he's also a very talented singer. So, wow. <laughs> so um, he didn't have much time to, to practice it, um, you know, in, in the, in when you're really kind of raising kids, but once he kind of got to that stage where his children were grown, um, then he, you know, he has a few gigs um, throughout the year where he still sings and um, he's very requested. um, (laughs) And I, and I, and I love that. Or um, so, yeah, there's this, there's different sides of my parents and family where, where they've always kind of been very, um, just very goal oriented. My mom's okay. um, always had a lot of goals f- for me. Um, so as as a as a child, uh, I've always wanted to to fulfill um, the things that she's she's wanted me to accomplish. So I've, I've found a lot of joy in that as well. Mm. Are you going to tell me you sing too, like on top of everything else? Because if that's it, I'm done. I can't even like, I, I deal with it if that's the deal. <laughs> No, no, no. I, 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 that is not an area that I feel like I am blessed. In. We I found something. Okay. Good. You're human. We got, whoo. All right. Good. <laughs> I can't sing either just to be clear. So we're good there. No, don't tune out yet. I'm not yeah. singing. You're good. Love music though. That is, that I'm is like, with you on that. Is music, thing. music is, is a driver for me. No, yeah. no doubt. Um, so let what it's high, so there's this balance. We talk a lot about high performance happiness, right? And so we, the high performer in you is clear and demonstrated and, and something that, that you're, I think, quite uh, elite at. And then there's this joy about you, right? This easiness and, it, and you're not sugarcoating. It's hard, but you're able to do it. For you balancing those two things, has that come naturally to you or do you tend, is one easier for you than, than the other? Like, is it is it just as natural for you always have that smile and have this grace that I watch from you as it is to go crush 17 jobs? Or is it, (laughs) is it like you have to work more on one or the other? Is there anything come to mind there? Um, That's a good question. The, the, the part that I actually feel so grateful or or blessed about is I don't feel like what I do is a job. Hmm. Um, I feel like I get to pursue my passion. So working um, with events, working with uh, clients that I'm able to help and to service, um, I've, al- I've always felt like like this is exciting for me. I get to actually wake up and I'm excited about going to this wedding to, to do something for um, this, this bride and groom. Hmm. So for me, it's, it's a lot of joy and enthusiasm. It's not uh, for me like, Oh man, I gotta go to, go to work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's like this. It like if this is considered work, I'll take it. This is this is okay. what I love, so I really enjoy it. So I think that's where their joy comes from is is doing something that I really I really enjoy. That's 
That's great. So passion's been kind of your secret sauce there. It sounds a little, Oh yeah. Bit. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Okay. That's, that's cool. I like that. What, um, so let's, let's shift gears just, a, just a little. So when you're at your best, when you have that joy and it's, you've got, I think, what did you say? Uh, and this is what triggered me to reach out to you. You made a note recently about the number of weddings you would have done by this point in the year. Was it, and correct me if I'm wrong, was it 55 weddings you was- would do? In- in a year? Yes. So I was scheduled to, um, to, to coordinate, um, or oversee 55 weddings. I was only able to complete five. Ugh. Um, so we only actually, actually, um, coordinated five out of 55 this year. So, um, it, it's kind of heartbreaking when you really look at it in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, because again, it's not just a job for me. It's not just financial, um, it's not that financial impact. It's just that, that part of me that's missing. <laughs> it's like this thing yeah. that I just, I love so much. Um, it's a sense of my identity, um, mm-hmm. and what I do. So with that, that I think whole or emptiness being gone, you know, it's definitely challenging. So that's, that's heartbreaking. Um, mm-hmm. and so, yeah, that, that's kind of, kind of where, um, that that statement came from. Yeah, it, it caught, I mean, I think I said something like, oh, like that was a moment where one of those hit me and I'm tied pretty closely to the small business world. And so I have friends and family that have gone through it. I went through it in 08 and it's, it is heartbreaking. There's so much pain right now. Mm-hmm. But what struck me was your perspective about it, right? So you just, you just shared a part, like there's these stories you're missing and there's this part of your identity and there's this, just like you said, the passion and joy you get, you've, that's just been carved out of your life and replaced right. with being a teacher. Right. <laughs> um, but you had a different perspective. Can you just talk a little bit about how you've reframed looking at something so catastrophic? Yeah, I just, I, I just see the, the, again, the fact that there was this closed opportunity or this, this change or this shift, Mm -hmm. but yet um, right now the priority is, is, is people's um, health, people's um, comfort. The fact that I have a a roof over my head, the fact that I have a a family that's um, healthy that I'm able to, to, to be with Uh, the fact that um, for most of these couples, yes, it, it it is a pause or a postponement on their wedding, but they they will have an opportunity to to revisit that that moment again. Um, so that's where I see it as is just you know they're they're um, it's a challenging time right now, but but the joy is is yet to come. The there there's still um, a lot that we can celebrate, kind of as we get out of this this pandemic or the, this moment. I love that. That yeah. is, that's a, that's, I'm just going to let that marinate for a minute because I think that the joy is yet to come and there's hope, right? There yeah. is there. It doesn't mean it doesn't happen ever again. And mm-hmm. uh, there's some significant events that have been missed and the wedding is about as big as it gets. Right. right. And uh, such a great yeah. way to think about, it. I'm sure you've been, I'm sure we could add to your roles. You've been counselor too, to a lot of these brides <laughs> and grooms too. You've probably had some tough conversations, I'm sure. Right. Very tough. Um, and that, yeah. and the thing is it it's, it's not over. Um, yeah, I'm right. literally um, just before this, I, I was talking to a bride kind of them saying, okay, well, you know, my wedding's in a few months. 
Hmm. Where are we at? What what's happening? Are we going to be able to move forward? Yeah. Um, and it, it is so challenging for me as um, not just an event planner, but by nature, I'm a planner. I'm an organizer. Mm. Um, I, I, you know, I create kind of the roadmap of we're going to do this and then we're going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> and then when, you're, when people are asking you, okay, what's the plan? Mm. And you're kind of like, we, um, we're, we're still waiting on the government to let us know if we can move forward with this thing. Yeah, <laughs> and right. if so, you know, what capacity and how many people and how we're allowed to, um, execute it. So it's very challenging to kind of, to be the coordinator, the planner, uh, the person that usually has all, has the answers, um, and not be able to give answers. Hmm. So how do you, how do you reconcile that? Right. So you are a planner and you are a high performer and you're organized and you like probably a little bit of control. Cause that's your, that's your world that you're in yeah, charge of. Right. Absolutely. How, what's your go-to, are you figuring this out? Like what is your go-to strategy or what, how do you adapt to situations where the curve, the big curveball comes? I can imagine you've, you've got amazing stories, crazy stories through the years, but you know, right now when you can't answer those things, what's your, approach when you when you're faced with stuff like that right um it's it's really just trying to listen listen Mm. um sometimes when you can't provide answers all you can do is listen you can listen to um the things that they're going through listen to their concerns um listen to kind of um the the hope that may come out of the conversation and kind of we're hoping we can do this um and you know to be able to provide comfort. Um, you can provide a few, you know, strategies on this is how we could be able to move forward if we're allowed to, mm-hmm. um, that provides, you know, people kind of a little bit more, um, comfort and ease, but, you know, still everything is very subjective. Um, so it's just listening, providing comfort, um, and just trying to be there to, to support them as they kind of go through those different, um, feelings and emotions. That's so, um, that's such a great perspective because it's funny in my head, I'm thinking so tactical and like, okay, there's, there's another battle plan. There's something. And you're like, you just gotta be there. Right. Like it's such a great reminder. Sometimes you can't force it, I guess. No, that's my go-to move. (laughs) Right. (laughs) That's when you need the deep breath in the backyard, I think. Right. So. Yeah. And and, and and it's honesty. It's just, you know, yeah. I, I don't ever want them to be misled with, you know, oh, yeah, we can do this. We can do that. And, you know, yeah, and, right. you know, filling them with something that may uh, may not be um, reality. So it's it's just mm-hmm. the, the honesty, um, you know, as as we're having those conversations. Yeah. And that goes yeah. in a, a lot of threads. I mean, that that honesty, that empathy with your kids that, you know, I've had these talks. I'm like, you know, I got kids going into middle school this year with three kids in three schools. And I said, this is hard. Even if everything was good, this is going to be the hardest year. And then you layer on what's good. This is, it's okay that it's, this is hard and that it sucks and you're frustrated right. and all. It's okay. Cause we're all feeling that right now. Uh, right. That translates, I think to, to a lot of folks. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think during this conversation, Rochelle, you're getting a lot of head nods like, uh, uh-huh, I got that. <laughs> I'm not into like, I'm yeah. listening to you giving their feedback. Yeah. <laughs> Let, let me ask you about this, you know, when just taking this a layer deeper into stress and burnout is something I've, I've struggled with throughout my career. And we, we tend to put ourselves mm-hmm. in these high pressure situations by our nature. 
Um, what does mm-hmm. it look like when that hits for you? When do you feel stress or burned out? I mean, 20 hour days, 55 weddings a year. Oh, and I'm a mom and three kids that are super busy. Is there a trigger for you? Is there something you have to watch in yourself that, that exposes that? Or how do you, how do, what does it look like for you when that happens, when you get into that space? Um, that's a great question. It's um, very similar to being on an airplane. Um, they, they often tell you when you're on an airplane, um, if, if there's any turbulence or if, or if there's an emergency, you know, put, put the, uh, the oxygen mask on yourself before you, you put it on, on your, on your child, Mm -hmm. um, or, you know, anybody else that's a dependent of you. And, um, that's one thing I have to kind of constantly remind myself of is I have to carve out time for myself. Because if I'm not okay, then no one, else, no one else in my house is okay. <laughs> and my husband will attest to that. He'll be like, oh, yes, yes. If mom is not okay, then. <laughs> if he was there, he'd be head none. Right, right, right. So uh, that's, that's part of why, why the first thing I do in my day is, mm. um, is the me time that I take. For me, it's exercise. Okay. Um, and it's not necessarily regarding vanity. It's about just for me, it's decompressing. It's getting the stress out, getting the anxiety or over anxiousness of the day. Um, again, going back to being a a planner or, or organizer, um, all you're doing is you're thinking about, okay, you wake up in that morning, you know, you got to be at that wedding by noon. Um, but you're thinking of all the, okay, well, this is the plan a, but if, if this doesn't go right, then we got to call in for plan B. And then, so you're preparing for all these things and all these thoughts in your head. Uh, so the first thing you, you want to do is you want to get that stress out. You want to, you know, maybe run, do some yoga, you know, yeah. do some kickboxing, whatever it is um, to kind of get your mind right and ready to, to be um, again, that person that is um, appearing to be stress-free um, so you can ease everyone else in that moment. Um, I've oft, often been told I have a poker face. I can't, people will say, I can't really tell if something's wrong or not <laughs> with you. And uh, that to me, I feel like a little bit of, um, you know, quote unquote, my, my superpower when I'm at, you know, weddings or events is um, my job is to not let mm. you know that there's a concern. Um, I take care of it so that you shouldn't have to worry about it. Man, that is so good and something I'm so bad at. So tell me about, I'm going into the poker face. I've got to know. So yeah. Okay. You wake up and you do kickboxing or and you were an instructor for a long time or still are, I think, right? Yeah. Like, that yeah. big Fitness, part of yeah. your life. Mm-hmm. But now you're on site. You've been up, you know, since 6am, the wedding starts at 7pm. Mm-hmm. Something falls apart. How do you keep the poker face when you're kind of physically depleted Mm-hmm. And you have all of this pressure. How do you, how, tell me the way, like, how do you do that? <laughs> um, again, it's just, I just go into action mode. So it's not, okay. um, it's not a lot of thinking, contemplating, conversating. What are we going to do? Yeah. <laughs> all the go. back and forth. It's like, no, nope, we're just doing this. I'm okay. making the call. Um, mm-hmm. Often I've cleared it with you know, the couple, the bride and groom or, or whoever has hired me. Um, if I am allowed to make decisions for them, 
on that day, you know, okay. if, if they're comfortable with that. So um, I've already cleared that with them or if they prefer for me to run things by them. So we mm. make those choices in advance. So it's just qu- quickly going into action. This is what we're going to do. This is how it's going to be resolved. Um, if the bride and groom prefer me to, to go to them with a concern, then I go to them with the the choices they have. So I don't mm-hmm. go to them with the problem. I go go to them with the choices. Would you like to do this or would you like to do that? What would you prefer? Hmm. I love that. That's for those of you that are listening and are new leaders or aspiring leaders. That's one of the most valuable lessons you can take away from this conversation is coming with solutions and options and choices, not dropping in another problem on the plate. That's so great. Um, what so if I so to to apply this for all of us, I, I like this. So the so the super so okay, you got a superpower, we get it, but we're trying to deconstruct <laughs> it a little bit here, right? Like for some of us that don't have it. And so I like this. So because this is practical for a high performer, say, okay, I'm in a high stress situation, I'm not at my best. Uh, and two of the things that work for you are quick action and quick decisions. Am I, right. am I hearing that right? I'm, and preparing Absolutely. yourself to be able to do both of those things. Is that like kind of having your escape plans almost? Right. Um, I have a, I have a team, so I have a staff um, and, and I train them the same way. Um, mm. I train them when they're coming to me. This mm-hmm. is how I would like you to come to me. Okay. <laughs> I'd Got like it. you to come to me with the choices. Um, don't, I don't want to hear the, the all the background story of who did what and why this is <laughs> you know, the way it was supposed to and yeah. you know I just I just just give me the choices give me the speed you know the cliff notes version of this um, and what choices um, you have come up with for a solution um, and so that's this I treat it the same way I would like to be treated um, mm. in an emergency situation is the way I treat you know my, my clients or or my my staff I also put myself in their place um, and I often think well, what would I you know what would I appreciate what would I like someone to do for me yeah. um, and I think that's important too when you're when you're you know as far as when you're interacting with people um, if you're whether you're an entrepreneur or, um, you know, some, in some type of a, a leadership position is just, you know, also think about how, how you would like to be treated. Hmm. Well, that's good. And I think an important context to have, but I want to go back because I'm being honest where my brain goes sometimes when you're in quick decision mode or quick action mode, what advice do you have for those that are worried about making the wrong one? So has that happened to you where you've had to make a quick decision and you make the wrong one? Is it is it better to act fast to make the wrong decision versus kind of toil in in all those challenges? Or uh, what 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 advice do you give to your staff? You're like, I'm afraid to make the call, right? What what, how, right. what do you say to them in those situations? Well, once you make the call, there's no turning back. Okay. <laughs> so it's like you, you, you have to you make the call. Yeah, you make the call and you own okay. it um, okay. and you're just you're full steam ahead on, you know, what whatever you can do to continue to to make sure that this goes smoothly. Yeah, um, I find that the, the fail often is in the back and forth. You hmm. you kind of you're going to move forward with this thing, you know, like, OK, let's just jump into cake cutting. 
oh, you know, I don't know, I feel comfortable with that. Yeah, actually, I'm going to tell the DJ to like play the first dance song. Yeah. And then and so now everybody's confused that you just instructed because now the person, the caterer is getting the cake out. The DJ is playing the first dance song. Yeah. <laughs> All these things are coming together um, at the wrong time because you're you've now changed your mind and and um, you're going back and forth and everybody right. else involved is confused on um, what to do. Um, so I, again, I think it's just making decisions, um, sticking, sticking with the decision. Um, and if you feel like there's a need to, to revisit the conversation later, um, mm. then, then you, um, take your, take your part in owning that, um, you know, after the event or a level of a follow-up later. That's an interesting theme I'm finding with you is that you seem to give yourself permission that you can always go back to something later, right? If it doesn't work out now, I can revisit it later. Or I made this decision, we can revisit it later. Or wedding can't happen today, it can happen later. So that's an interesting way of thinking about it. It's not finite to you, which I think is really a powerful tool that I think a lot of high performers are very black and white. Like it has to happen now in the way it was supposed to or else it's failure. And you you kind of have a little bit different view on that, I think. if I don't want to put words in your mouth, but it seems like you give yourself a little bit of flexibility, which is important. The pressure well, you work under. Again, I give myself grace. <laughs> ah, okay. Uh, <laughs> word, of the, word of the year. There right, we go. Right. Um, it, but it's again, it's not just, just grace with myself, but um, yeah. all of, you know, the entire... Um, everything you're doing, but mm. also it's, it's prepping the people that you're choosing to do business with. So um, for example, if, if I'm hired as the um, event planner for a wedding, um, I've had conversations with these clients well in advance. Matter yeah. of fact, I've had the most honest conversations with them. And, I, and I, prior to them hiring me, I'll say, you know what? Something will, something will go wrong on your wedding day. It may not be controlled, but some, something something will go wrong. My mm-hmm. job is to minimize it. Dang so man. my job is not to, to make sure that it doesn't. My job is uh, to minimize anything that might be a concern. Mm-hmm. Um, but often it's things that are not controlled. So it's not, not that your cake was not splendid. It wasn't that your DJ wasn't fantastic. It wasn't mm-hmm. that you didn't look amazing in your dress or that the timeline wasn't executed right. It was something, you know, com- could be something completely off, like, um, you know, a, a, a strange family member showed up at your wedding that you didn't want to be there. <laughs> sure. Sure. So uh, something that uncle, that, that uncle, man, right. he always finds his way in, doesn't he? Right. So <laughs> sometimes it, or somewhat, you know, I've had, um, I've had someone uh, faint at a wedding. Oh, wow. Um, uh, a, a family member fainted, uh, completely stalled uh, the event program. But in, mm-hmm. and of course, obviously, everybody was very concerned about this person, and they they fainted, they fell on the floor, hit their head. Um, it, it was a you know a very big thing. Uh, so again, those are things you cannot uh, control, and you wouldn't even anticipate as that being a concern. Right. Um, but you know, again, my job is to minim- minimize the concern, to go into quick action. Um, and to advocate for the client. So for me, um, part of, again, can, can control the person fainting, but advocating for the client was allowing their event to be extended, um, yeah. you know, getting permission to, to be able to uh, lengthen their event so they didn't miss any time right. um, enjoying all the dancing and the partying once that situation was Got resolved. It. 
So the, yeah. the takeaway there for us, I think, is stuff happens, right? And it it's going to, you just have to prepare that things are going to happen. And yeah. what makes you good is your ability to mitigate it and handle it and poker face it and, and uh, make the best yeah. out of it, I guess, at the end. So speaking of your best, when, when you're at your best, what I would call high performance happiness, when both are elevated and they're synced up, what does that look like? How does it feel when you when you're locked in and just feeling like I'm feeling good and I'm rocking it and I got it all going? Like, what does that look or feel like to you? Or is there something that you is there something you measure for that or notice or feel or what is it? What is it like for you? Yeah, it's definitely a, for me. It's definitely a feeling when I am at an event and it is just it's in everything is in its zone it's you know it, it's just everything is going smooth we got through the ceremony it was awesome we moved on to the reception the grand entrance just happened um you know the food has been served everybody's dancing um and the the vibe is there but uh what i look for is for me that that measure of me hitting that mark on my job is when that uh, bride or groom um, just looks at me at the, you know, in the middle of the the evening or, you know, at the end of the night and they just come with the biggest hug. Mm -hmm. um, Just they're like, Oh my God, thank you so much. This was so amazing. Um, That that's what I look for that every Mm -hmm. event. (laughs) That feeling you get. uh, You're addicted to that hug at the end. That's what's kept you going for all these years. Yeah. Because at every event, you know, again, whether it is um, a corporate event or it's a wedding, um, you're waiting for that uh, finality of the client expressing their, um, um, expressing not just, you know, their, their, them being thankful, but expressing that this, this, did what I expected it to do. Mm. This was the event that I really wanted to have. Um, and I'm glad that you helped me, um, to achieve what I wanted to achieve. So, so that's, that's what I I look for. You're a helper, right? we talk about helping hustles about helping others. It's helping ourselves too. So you you get to blend all those. I want to kind of, as we wrap up, kind of circle back to the beginning of helping ourselves and talking about grace and giving yourself grace. Mm -hmm. Um, and talking about self-care is, is a big piece of, of all of this that um, you're making it sound really easy. I get up and I work out. Like sometimes that is just so hard. It's at the top of my damn list every year. And ironically, during COVID, I did my best, right? Because I had nowhere else to go and I was going crazy. Yeah. So does self-care play a role? I, I had read that you had been an instructor for like more than 15 years, a fitness instructor. Right. I know you've mentioned a mm-hmm. number of times. So Fitness is a key part of you. How big is self-care role for someone who's busy as you? And what is your self-care regimen or th- what pieces are, are included in that, if you don't mind sharing? Right. Um, so self-care for me is is considered exercise. Um, and so I, I've been teaching fitness classes for um, si- 16 years now. I started. Me, hold on. Let me add that to the list. Here. Fitness. <laughs> I wasn't sure, but I wanted to verify. Okay. Yeah. So I, uh, I started teaching in college, just a part-time fun job. And so it's continued to be my hobby. And I'm like, well, if I have to work out, I might as well get paid for it. Um, so, uh, traditionally I teach, um, about two, two classes a week when, um, I guess post pandemic. Right. Um, <clears throat> However, uh, 
for me, again, it's about uh, stress and just kind of uh, being able to manage um, your mind and body space. Mm. But um, for me, those those are the things that I consider self-care. Uh, I'm a minimalist when it comes to everything else. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't do that. I don't go to nail, I don't get my nails done. I don't, yeah. I don't, um, I don't stay on top of some of those other things that for other people is a level of self-care and um, maybe for them is de-stressing or really, um, you know, an enjoyable um, for them as, as me time. Um so I think everybody has kind of a, a different uh, way about it. I also enjoy just sometimes just writing. Um, um, I'm, I, I won't say writing as far as like, you know, being an author, but I write as far as like my goals, my ideas, um, different things I want to kind of check off or hold myself accountable yeah. to. Um, those, those to me are considered uh, self self-care. So I, I write down my personal goals every year. Um, ironically, some of the goals that I had for myself for 2020 um, still were able to happen. Good for you. Good for you. <laughs> but um, again, and I say this ironically, because usually you're so we're in a um, in a high performance uh, space where we're go, 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 go. Yeah. So part of my things that I put on my vision board or my personal goals for uh, 20 um, for 2020 was um, I put uh, keywords like relaxing and chilling. Um, <laughs> I put, um, I put uh, spend more time with my family, mm. uh, be flexible. <laughs> um so I put be present. Yeah. Um, so, um, oh, stress less was another one on here. So I, ironically, all of those things, ha- they happened um, hmm. not, and, you know, there, there's a pandemic. So there's a level of, okay, everything's closed. You're kind of stuck. Yeah. Um, what are you going to do with this? And um, usually for me, it's like, okay, well, we're going to figure something else out. Cause I got to go, 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 go. That's just <laughs> what I do. Um, and for once is the first time where I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to be, hmm. I'm just going to be. <laughs> Good for you. I'm going to be, I'm going to, we're going to do movies, movie yeah. night. We're going to do game night. We're going to, we're going to hang out. I'm not going to, awesome. you know, take on something else to fill in the gap of what I felt like I would normally be doing at this time. Um, I just was like, I'm just going to be still. Yeah. And so um, it's kind of been beautiful to see some of the the things that have come out of that. Hmm. I can appreciate that. I think it in a weird backwards way, uh, some of the things I had not been able to accomplish that I I add every year to to the things I want to improve on reading and fitness and health and all these things, time with family. Um, it, it, the, the universe reprioritized things a bit, you know, I think oh, absolutely. I, absolutely. like you, I mean, when was the last time you spent 50 weekends at home or whatever it's been this year? And for me, it was, I think in the beginning of the year is one of the busiest starts of the year this year. I think I was home six days, the first six weeks I was on an airplane. I was going, we just craziness and then nothing. <laughs> and it's been, it's been amazing and it's been hard. It's been all those things, but uh, I, I like that you're very intentional about that and that you, you made space to, to really take advantage of it. So. That's yeah. Um, 
this, again, we're talking about this year and some of the things that have happened this year, like my husband and I celebrated our 10 year anniversary. So um, that has been a major milestone of, of something that had had happened in 2020 Um, in the midst of this has been some of the, the, you know, the the most challenging times um, in 2020, Um, not just, yes, there, there's a pandemic, but um, how, how um, some of the things that occurred, like I I had a a surgery during this time. Hmm. Um, I've had uh, personal family members affected by COVID. Um, I've again, uh, dealt with various struggles and challenges of zoom and teaching and learning. Um, um, And so it's been one of the most challenging times, but it's Hmm. also been one of the, the times where I feel like um, so many positive things have have happened as well, you know, um, reconnecting with family, uh, you know, probably, probably having more, more connection with family and sometimes friends now than really before, before, um, you know, we taught our seven-year-old how to ride a bike, you know, (laughs) uh, you know, some of the things where you're like, again, you're always going, going, go. Um, and so, you've gotten to slow down and go, yay, let's get back to basics here. Right. <laughs> my my seven-year-old is, is uh, very accomplished. He can, he can tackle anybody with the football, but you're like, we haven't actually taught him how to ride a bike. I love it. Yeah. I love it. That's, that's so great. What a great perspective. Well, I, I think a lot of people listening can relate Rachel to what, you're talking about and what you're doing and appreciate what you're, what you're doing, even though you maybe don't slow down enough to receive that. So I just want to thank you for that. A lot of the folks that listen, if they were like me, as I was trying to, as I'm sorting through this, there's usually something right now they're working through, right? It's been a hard year and you're thinking about how do I, I'm stuck. I'm, 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 I'm in a funk or I'm, I'm just not managing through all this other layers, other roles very well. So the striking that balance has been more challenging in many respects this year, right? And will continue to be. What advice would you give to somebody right now that is a little stuck and, and has maybe not as adapted as well, or they just haven't found the path through and forward and, and COVID aside even, just life in general? Um, they're trying to find this balance like, Hey, I'm an achiever. I'm going to go get her, but I've always sacrificed my health or my fitness or my relationships or my whatever to, to go win over here. And I'm trying to strike a balance. You're doing it so gracefully with so many things. What advice do you give? Where does someone start if they're trying to sort through that for themselves a little bit? Mm -hmm. Um, I would definitely suggest just picking just one thing. Um, again, because so many people are trying to, trying to do so many things Mm. with what they feel like they need to accomplish, you know, during this, this time, um, or how do I balance this and this and that, um, just pick one thing that actually you enjoy. Um, Mm. so if it is work related and you're, you're trying to balance, um, or stay on top of, you know, being an entrepreneur, growing your business, um, pick one thing that actually is an easy yes to pick one thing that you, um, could actually, um, enjoy doing, adding that to your list and staying consistent with it. 
if it's Mm -hmm. exercise, it's picking one thing that you enjoy that is an easy yes that you can do, like Mm -hmm. dancing for 20, you know, for 20 minutes or going on a short walk. Um, And again, the word consistency is big, is is sticking to it. Um, Recently, I had a a conversation with my 10 year old (laughs) and we had this whole conversation about consistency. Mm-hmm. Um, he's into sports and we were talking about his, his growth, um, in sports, but, um, it, we also, I brought the conversation back to, um, to academics too. And it was like, you know, I said, you know what, you know, what makes a successful, um, football player? Cause that's what his, uh, what he aspires to be. And I said, it's consistency, but I said, you realize, you know, it's not just about the NFL in order for you to even get to, you know, the NFL often you might have to stop at college, you know, or, or college, you know, is a goal for people. And that the consistency is not just how good you catch the ball every time, all the time. It's also how consistent you are with your grades. Uh-huh. Um, there's a lot of, there's a lot of competition out there. A lot of people that really want these, these spots. So you have to be consistent with mm. your actions. So, um, as I speak those words to my son, I, of course you speak it and then you hear it and then you go connected to my, connected to myself. (laughs) (laughs) Like, Oh, that was good. Yeah. 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 And then, and then you, you know, you bring it, you reel it in and go, okay, yeah. You know, these are important topics. Um, not just, um, for, for my child to know, but for, for me to also, um, to be the, Mm. the example, um, and being consistent. I like it. Start with the easy. Yes. You can be consistent, find joy in it. I like it. That is really good. Rachel, thank you. This has been awesome. Uh, It was an easy yes to have you on. So I'm so glad you made time in your busy, busy schedule. Um, I know you, you, it's funny you mentioned earlier, um, you're not much of a writer. You're very thoughtful. And actually that was what, as I watched and listened to a lot of what you had to, to say this year about a variety of subjects um, you're a great, great follow and person to connect with. So where can people follow, connect, watch for you? Any, any good channels or websites, wherever you got? Yeah. Um, so I, I'm on all the, well, not all, but, um, I'm on the, the social media <laughs> platforms of, of Facebook and Instagram. Uh, I, I haven't taken on really much else, um, at, uh, you can find me at Kane Event Planning. Okay. Um, you can also um, find me every Wednesday. I host a um, an Instagram um, show called Wine Down Wednesdays. So ah. it's called yeah Wedding Wine Down Wednesdays. We talk about um, all things wedding related, um, cool. and of course have wine. It's <laughs> <So, laughs> a bonus. So, yeah, Wednesdays. You can find okay. me. Um, check right that on. out as well. Right on. Oh, I love it. Well, we'll put links to both of those in there. And even if you're not getting married and you like wine and you like Rachel, I'd yeah. encourage you to go check it out. Thank you so much. Uh, we'll have this up and posted and able to be shared with your friends, and colleagues, and family members, your 10-year-olds, whoever needs to hear this. Uh, so you can go to helpandhustle.com, check out the podcast and a whole bunch of our other shows on there. And uh, so thank you, Rachel. Really a pleasure. This is a lot of fun. Yeah, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll see you.